You're listening to Soundside. I'm Libby Denkman. It was the stuff of nightmares and made-for-TV movies. On Friday, 20 minutes after takeoff at an elevation of 16,000 feet, a door plug on the side of Alaska Airlines Flight 1282 ripped off mid-air. As oxygen masks dropped from the ceiling, some of the 171 passengers took videos on their phones of the gaping hole in the side of the jet. After quickly circling back to Portland, the plane landed safely. Now all the attention is on what could have happened aboard that Boeing 737 MAX 9. It's just the latest in a long line of safety concerns for the MAX and Boeing. And here to tell us the latest is Micah Maidenberg. Micah covers space and aviation safety at the Wall Street Journal. Hi, Micah. Thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. So I think I can speak for a lot of listeners when I say that I've been riveted to this story, what the passengers went through, uh, what could have possibly happened on the jet. What are the latest developments? What's been happening over the weekend? Well, th- this is a, a very fast moving story. There's there's a lot going on. Um, last night, uh, this is Sunday night, the officials from the National Transportation Safety Board, the federal agency that has opened a uh, an investigation into what happened and why said that they had found like a really important clue. They found the plug door that ripped off the side of the plane. Um, a local school teacher in the Portland, Oregon area tracked it down and turned it over to the safety board. Still, you know, looking for details about its condition, but, you know, generally speaking, having that part of the plane is going to be really important for investigators as they try to figure out, you know, and really drill down about why. Why did it come off, you know, at 16,000 feet? We spoke with the the top official at the safety board yesterday and said, like, well, what if you don't find this? What happens then? And her name, Jennifer Hamadish, said, look, we have ways to, to model this and work it without it. But having that, it's much better to have it, right? Because you can, you can, work the, the the technical nuances and see exactly how it sort of ripped off. And, and that might provide some really uh, important information and evidence about, again, about why it happened. This plane specifically had some warning lights going off in the days leading up to this incident, right, Micah? I mean, this didn't come completely out of the blue. So the warning lights, it's an issue. It's something that we still need more information on. You know, investigators are are looking into this. They're trying to determine how important the series of cockpit alerts, the lights, you know, were before the incident happened on Friday night. We know that a warning light indicating a pressurization issue on the plane had lit up three times before Friday, once in December and a couple times, you know, in the, the week before the accident. And, you know, it's something that maintenance workers at Alaska were looking into, but hadn't sort of completed their work, you know, before that Friday night flight. But again, we don't know if those signals have anything to do with what exactly happened yet and how important they ultimately may be in explaining the accident and why it transpired. The FAA mandated that a number of Boeing MAX 9s be grounded temporarily for safety checks, and both Alaska Airlines and United have canceled and delayed flights as they've been making inspections. What's involved in making these safety checks, Micah? Well, what we know about the inspections is they take some time. The inspections are said to take between four and eight hours per aircraft. On Monday afternoon, the FAA said it had approved procedures 
for airlines on how to conduct these inspections on the ground, you know, of the grounded, you know, MAX 9s. And that should provide a technical roadmap, a process for United, Alaska, other airlines to show that they've done the work and get the planes back in the air, you know, with passengers on them. Obviously, having the planes grounded caused, you know, real challenges for for schedules and flights over the last couple of days. And I know airlines tried to, to find other planes to sort of sub in, but, you know, it did have an effect for passenger travel. So what's Boeing saying about this incident and what it's doing to look into the safety of its MAX 9s? Boeing has faced some real quality issues and, and safety challenges over the last few years. And the company has said that that it agreed with the FAA's decision to, you know, temporarily ground, you, you know, all those MAX 9s and that it was, you know, it had a technical team working very closely with the, the National Transportation Safety Board on the investigation. Boeing has said, look, safety is the company's top priority, and they regret the impact that the Alaska Airlines event had on the customers and sort of the after effects with the groundings and so on. Boeing turned over that plane, right, to Alaska Airlines and is very much, you know, part of the investigation. We don't know yet what Boeing did with the plane when they had it before they turned it over, you know, to Alaska may have caused the incident. But that's a a question that the investigative team will certainly be looking at. I understand that the jet itself and this this door plug, which again is a plug that goes in to patch up the hole that is left by an emergency exit that would have been an exit on other planes, but in this seating configuration on this Alaska flight, um, they didn't need that extra exit. There weren't enough seats, so they, they put in the door plug instead. What about this contractor, Spirit Aerosystems? It constructed the fuselage, it installed the door plug. What have they been saying uh, and what's their role so far in the investigation into what happened on the Alaska flight? Boeing and Spirit have a very, very close relationship and Spirit supplies the fuselages and, as you said, installs these door plugs on this particular configuration of the MAX 9s. You know, the company has said that they're working really closely with Boeing on the investigation and trying to figure out what happened and they are also focused, they've said, on, you know, delivering safe products. But certainly, at least for now, the the safety board, as they investigate what happened and why, um, are going to be taking a look at, at Spirit um, and not just Boeing. When you think of Boeing and safety and the MAX, you, of course, think of what happened with the two tragedies involving a smaller version of this plane, 737 MAX 8 in 2018 and 19, when two aircraft crashed, one in Indonesia, one in Ethiopia. Can you remind us of what's happened in the aftermath of that in terms of Boeing trying to make sure that its equipment is safe? You know, look, Boeing was thrust into a real, real crisis several years ago when when two of its MAX jets, um, different versions than the the Alaska Airlines flight, crashed and, you know, more than, you know, 340 people died. That led to a period of more intense scrutiny and regulatory oversight of, you know, Boeing's manufacturing, engineering, quality control, and you know, Boeing has been, you know, trying to, you know, make changes and get better and improve on how it builds and certifies and engineers these jets. So that recent history, 
you know, kind of looms here a little bit. Um, these appear to be very different situations. They're very different planes that obviously had very different outcomes. Nobody, nobody died, you know, in, in the Alaska Airlines, you know, accident. But, you know, the recent history and the challenge, some of the challenges the companies had with their aircraft and manufacturing processes, you know, raises the stakes for them, you know, with this episode. I mean, yesterday, Boeing's CEO, Dave Calhoun, um, invited employees to a company-wide sort of meeting or webcast that's going to be focused on safety and kind of broadcast from, you know, the factory in Renton, you know, and Calhoun was talking about safety of Boeing products, you know, has to be sort of built into every decision and every action. So that gives you a sense of how the company is like thinking about this. And I think there's there's much more to understand about the particular set of circumstances in this accident, but but those are, are questions that will be asked in the coming, you know, days and, and weeks. Could this be a major problem for Boeing? I mean, financially, in terms of orders in the future, um, maybe the stock price? I mean, are you looking at the ways that this could affect the company's bottom line? Yeah, I mean, investors certainly showed some anxiety t- today. I mean, the the stock is down um, pretty significantly, about 6% as I look at it here. I think it's too soon to, to say what it may mean for that order book in the future, but it's definitely something as reflected in the stock price today that that investors, shareholders are are concerned about. I keep thinking back to these passengers sitting on a flight, minding their own business, and suddenly there's a hole in the side of the plane and they're looking out at the night sky. I mean, anything else you can tell us about the way that this all went down, Micah? What I would say is like, it's a very scary situation. I mean, one one of the things that may be... Um, a bit of a silver lining here is just that the accident happened at 16,000 feet and not, you know, 32, 35,000 feet that, you know, that cruising altitude, the pressure outside of the plane and inside of the cabin changes as you ascend. And if you blow a hole in the plane, the air inside the cabin rushes out, things fly around, people could get hurt. And, you know, you, you have an emergency. And again, as, as you know, listeners, you know, probably know, like if you if you hike up a mountain or, or or gain altitude, you start to feel it. The accident with Alaska happened at 16,000 feet and it likely would have been more intense had it been higher. But the pilots were able to quickly bring down the plane, do it safely and sort of process what happened. But if, if there's any small silver lining for the passengers that had to go through a really scary, you know, situation is that it didn't happen higher, but it was a violent episode uh, that caused a lot of damage in, inside the cabin. And, you know, some injuries, they've been described as minor, but really did create a scary situation, you know, in the plane. Micah Maidenberg is a reporter covering space and aviation safety at the Wall Street Journal. Anything else that you're watching as this story unfolds and as the investigation moves forward? Yeah, I mean, I think these the the investigation that the the safety board is carrying out it, it could take a long time. You know, it may be a while before we we really can determine what happened or there's a a cause. But I think watching for the clues and the disclosures from the National Transportation Safety Board will be, you know, something a lot of us are going to be doing and keeping a very you know close tabs on in the coming you know days and weeks. Micah, thank you. Thanks. 
Thanks for listening to SoundSide. This show is only possible because listeners support us. If you're able to give right now, please check out the show notes for a link to donate. And don't forget, you can listen live on KUOW 94.9 FM Seattle at noon and 8 p.m., Monday through Thursday, or anytime online at KUOW.org.